You don't have to be anyone extraordinarily special. You just need to be an everyday person, yeah? yeah? An everyday person that believes they hear from God, that God's with them, that God speaks to them, that God will encourage them and love them, and then to, just to actually be faithful in what he's asked you to do. I, I reckon that's the, the best thing, you know? Yeah. Um, I think sometimes we can be intimidated solely because we look around and you, you, you see some people that are super successful or confident, etc., and you think, I can't be or do what they do. But when you get down to it, it's just you and I hearing the voice of God, trusting him every step of the way and crossing that chicken line, amen? You know, that's the church in action, yeah? What happens in here is our praise of him. What happens in, in here is us stepping into a place where we glorify him. What happens out there and what we do out there brings him glory, yeah? Because the reality is that you and I may be the only Jesus that some people ever meet, yeah? So, hey... If you're feeling like God's pressing you or pushing you to a particular place, cross the chicken line. Yeah. You know, what have you got to lose? No, thank you. I don't want that gift. Oh, you want to pay for my, my lunch? Well, I don't want you to pay for my lunch. Really? Could you imagine anyone ever saying that? No, like we've got an old saying that goes, how stupid can you be and still breathe? Yeah? Like seriously. Yeah. When you love on people, people receive love. Yeah? So let's love on people. Anyway, let's see. I've got a word. I reckon um, we've been, or I've been talking about our identity as children of God, but I think there's something that we need to settle within ourselves first if we're to be totally honest and transparent. And so I, I want to go down a, a path to settle something so that we can move forward. So let's pray and let's jump in and see what God has, has for us today. Uh, Father, we thank you for your children. Uh, we thank you that we are part of your family, that we too are your children. We thank you for those that go before us. Father, we thank you for the shoulders of champions that we step on. We thank you for people like Ray and Vicky who have heard your voice, God, and Lord, going against, Lord, what their situation would suggest have stepped out in faith, crossed the chicken line. And Father, we know that they are just... I guess, hitting runs, kicking goals, Lord, bringing glory to your name, Father. May we all be a people, Lord, that in everything that we do and say would bring you glory. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of coming together today. Lord, the honour of being able to hear your word. We do pray that, Lord, the words that are spoken, Lord, by, Lord, through me, I guess, Father, would be words that you would want spoken, that they would change us and not leave us the same, that we would be a, a people that are full of you, Lord, inspired by you, that we might inspire those around us to follow you. So we thank you for this Sunday in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. All right, here's a thought. It's tough to deal when you feel like you don't. It's tough dealing with the feeling that you don't fit in. Has anyone ever felt like in any situation that they don't fit in? Yeah? Like there would have to be all of us, yeah, I, I would think, a majority of the time, somewhere. Yeah, regardless, even I, I would think that even those that are, are su super talented, you know, you might be a great sportsman, footballer, and you, you slip into the best team, there would be times, I would imagine, that even in that space you would ask yourself and question, you know, what, do I actually even fit in here, you know? Who's ever felt like they don't belong? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I, I, love, I actually really lo dearly love my brother and sister-in-law, and my sister-in-law is always really funny because she always says, you just go to church because you need a crutch. Only people 
that go to church are those that need a crutch. Amen. Yes, thank you. Hallelujah. When are you going to get your crutch? You know, like, of course there are times we don't feel like that we belong and we don't fit in. Thank God for God, yeah? Thank goodness for the church. Thank goodness for family. Thank goodness that we can find a place where we belong. But thank goodness for him. Here's another question. Have you ever asked yourself this? Why am I here? But not just here, not just alive, but why am I here? Why am I in this relationship? My partner drives me insane. Why am I in this family? My kids are the biggest rat bags. Why am I in this job apart from the great pay because I hate it? Why am I in this school? Nobody likes me. Why am I in this university? Why am I here? Yeah? Ever ask yourself that? Why am I here? Why am I here? Why do I even barrack for this stupid football team that can't win? I think we often have, um, in the quiet times of our soul, moments where we ask, why am I here? Why am I in this relationship? Why am I in this church? You know, why am I here? And um, there's a story in the Bible um, it talks about a fig tree. And I, I like the fig tree. I like figs. Anyone else like figs? Like figs? Figs are good, aren't they? But it's a story about a fig tree. And I want to take you on a journey to settle that question in our hearts about fitting in and about belonging. Because we, unless we actually understand that we fit in and that we belong and why, then we can, actually ne- we can never fully truly walk in our true identity as sons of God. Yeah? There needs to be a peace settling in our hearts at times so if you're ready Luke 13 we're going to read verses 6 and 9 or 6 to 9 and it says then he told his um, this parable a man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard and he went to look for fruit on it but didn't find any so he said to the man who took care of the vineyard for three years now I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and I haven't found any cut it down why should it use up the soil Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year and I'll dig around it and fertilise it and if it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then I'm going to cut it down. (laughs) There's a couple of things for me that stand out uh, in that passage of scripture. (laughs) One is there's a fig tree that has no fruit and hasn't had any fruit for three years. It's a miserable sort of a fig tree. Imagine having a lemon tree with no lemons, an apple tree with no apples, etc. Yeah. Thank goodness that a cow can can never not have meat. Amen for that. Anyway, so you've got this fig tree that has no fruit, and the but yet the owner, yeah, comes to this fig tree and has been coming for three years looking for fruit, and is getting so just so upset at the fig tree, the fruitless fig tree that he wants to cut it down. Yeah. And there's also a caretaker in that little passage of scripture, a caretaker who for whatever reason is willing to fight for the fig tree. No, no, no. Don't cut it down. Let let me do something. Give me just a year, just a year to help it produce fruit. There's one other thing that for me stands out, like it stands out. The fig tree is not amongst other fruit trees, as in other fig trees. The, f- the fig trees in a vineyard, in the middle of a vineyard, 
on its own. Even my mum and dad, who had fruit trees, had two apricot trees, they had two fig trees, they had two apple trees. I don't know why, they always had pears. But there was always one that accompanied the other. But what the heck is a fig tree doing in a vineyard? One fig tree in the middle? No. Mel and I have been to many vineyards because we like grapes. And I've not seen fig trees in the middle of the vineyard. Even, even when, we were in, in, when I was in India, the, the wheat fields would have lavender to keep away snakes. So even if the fig tree had a purpose, there would be more of them, but there was only one. Yeah. What the heck was a fig tree doing in a vineyard? So I want to ask you a question right now. Have you ever asked God... Why have you got me here? Why am I in this workplace? Why am I in this church? Why am I in this relationship? Why am I going through this stuff right now? Now, Why have you surrounded me with these people? Not the people in the church, of course. Here's what I think. The story says that the owner went to the vineyard looking for fruit. There's only one way that the owner could go to a vineyard that has one solitary fig tree looking for fruit, remembering he's not the caretaker. There's only one way that he would even know that a fig tree was there, is if he planted it there. Yeah, Because vineyards aren't small. He's got someone looking after it that's tending for it, that's planning, that's you know, doing all, all, all the different agricultural stuff that has to happen with, that, with the vineyard, but he knows there's a fig tree there and for three years he's been going to it. And I just want to suggest, I want to put it out there, the reason that the owner is looking for fruit is because he knows the fig tree is there. Now this is really important for you and I. Yeah? You've got to hear me, this is really important for us. He knows it's there because he planted it there. The owner planted the fig tree in the middle of the vineyard all on its own. Yeah. Now, why is it important? Because if you and I right now, if we've ever had those other thoughts, I want to say this right now, that you are exactly where you need to be. You're exactly in the right relationship. You're exactly in the right job. You're in the right school. You're in the right workplace. Yeah. In the months, in and amongst some confusion and doubt that life brings every single day, I just want to say you are in the right place right now. It's exactly where God wants you to be. Yeah? Exactly where He wants you to be. Because, like the fig tree, I want to suggest that God's planted you there. Yeah? I understand that we can make some stupid decisions in life. Yeah? But if we believe in the sovereignty of God, where you are right now, God has planted you right there in those places, in that relationship, with that husband, sorry ladies, with that wife, sorry men, with those kids, sorry parents, in this church, sorry everybody, yeah, in that workplace, he has actually planted you there. Now, it's important for us to really understand that because I want to suggest that the times in our lives, for many of us, it might even be right, actually right now, 
when we're not happy with where we find ourselves, when we're not happy with what life is throwing at us every single day, God wants to say to someone that feels like that right now, that you're exactly where you're supposed to be, God knows it because he's actually planted you there. He's actually, no, I can't be. No. My husband, he's terrible. Now, God's planted you there. Yeah. That school, that kids, they don't get me. I liked it at the old place. No, no, no. God has actually planted you there. So we need to settle this in our hearts that He knows all things. Yeah? He knows all things. What you're going through is not a surprise to Him. He's God, yeah? Not only that, He is in control. Not sometimes. Not occasionally. Not only when life's good. God is always in control. He's God. Yeah? And for you and I to be all that he has purposed us to be, we need to learn to trust him. So we can often feel, I reckon, we can often feel like a fig tree planted in the middle of a vineyard, yeah? In the middle of vines and grapes, when we would rather be with other fig trees that are like us, feeling totally out of place, feeling like the odd one out. And I guess God's word for us today and every day is hang in there. I've planted you there. Hang in there. I've planted you there. You know, in this parable, the caretaker comes to the rescue of the fig tree. Yeah, And I love this because what you and I have to understand is in our lives... When we're feeling like a fig tree, the caretaker is Jesus. Yeah? The caretaker is Jesus and he saves us. He gives us living water. He nourishes us. It's Jesus who does that. And, and, and isn't that what the caretaker wants to do? No, 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 don't. Don't cut down the, the fig tree. Give me one more year, he says. Let me see if I can save it. The fig tree isn't bearing fruit, so I'm going to dig around it. I'm going to aerate the soil. I'm going to fertilise it. What's in fertiliser? Yeah. You ever wondered and been able to reconcile that sometimes the shape that's in our life, the crap that we're going through, the poo that we don't want, is the fertiliser that Jesus is using to make us all that we're supposed to be, to produce the fruit that we're supposed to produce as sons and daughters of the living God, yeah? The caretaker goes, let me help them bear some fruit. And so he digs around us, he fertilises us. Because <laughs> he knows, he knows the only way this fig tree is going to survive the only way it's going to bear any fruit, the only way is if I can help it get its roots to go down deeper. Yeah. Yeah? yeah? So he digs around it. He gives it air. He fertilizes it. He feeds it. He encourages the tree to send its roots down as deep as it can go, deeper and deeper than ever before. Because it's trying to encourage the fig tree to, to live, to produce fruit, to plant itself firmly, there in the vineyard where it feels out of place, the odd one out, 
without a single fig tree in sight, in amongst grapes who are probably frustrating it and sucking all the life out of it. It's encouraging the fig tree to make it stand there and there. You know, the caretaker is pretty, pretty smart because he's trying to get the fig tree to take its eyes off where it's at. He's trying to get the fig tree to take its eyes off the outcome. Don't worry about producing fruit. I'm going to aerate you. I'm going to dig around you. I'm going to put some of life's poo <laughs> near you right, so that you can flourish. You just focus on that. Focus on letting your roots go down as deep as they can, grabbing all the nutrients they need. To plant itself, I love the thought, right there in the middle of the I don't fit in. I'm not like these people. I have my life together. All of you, you need a crutch. I don't need a crutch. Right there where I don't feel like I belong because I'm better or I'm worse. All these people have got their lives together. Mine's falling apart. Ah! Right there, the caretaker saying, let your roots go down deeper. Let them go down deeper. You ever wondered why churches are such eclectic places? Why when you look around the room, you get one person that's nothing like the other person, another person's nothing like that person. It's like, oh my goodness, we're like a bunch of broken plates that are left over. It's because we're fig trees that have been planted, yeah, in a vineyard on our own so that we can learn to allow our roots to go down deep, to grab everything that the caretaker has placed there for, for us because he knows what we need to produce fruit. You know, Mel, if you ask Mel, she's got a great story of when she used to run youth when she was younger. Not as beautiful as she is today, but when she was younger, she ran a youth group, yeah? Now, she'll tell you that when she started that youth group, there was one girl, and then she led that youth group, that one girl. Now, I imagine, I haven't spoken to my wife about this for years, but I imagine that there were probably times where she felt like that fig tree in the middle of a vineyard, what the heck am I doing here? Why am I being given the responsibility to lead a youth group where there's one girl who I don't even know who eats pasta because she's Italian and I'm 23 and I've never eaten pasta my whole life. It's a travesty in itself, isn't it? And if you ask her, she'll tell you the story that though I imagine she didn't quite understand what she was doing there, she chose to stay because she knew that the owner had planted her there. Yeah? And the youth group grew. But also, maybe because she was so very pretty, it grew with boy after boy after boy after boy. The early days, you had a lot of boys. How many people asked you out? Let's not go there. I still have nightmares about that. I'm still insecure about that. When she goes out, I follow her in my car. No, I don't. don't. No, I don't. I don't. Sometimes. No, I don't. Anyway, get, get back on the message. 
Because she was like a fig tree planted in a vineyard, but she had, she'd learnt that God had placed her there, had planted her there. God knew that there was a caretaker named Jesus that was going to fertilise the ground around her when it was really tough. That if she would just allow her roots to go down deep, not only would she grow in her faith, but she would have fruit for those that she was there to minister to, yeah? So the only way for us to bear fruit is to know who we are. But to know who we are, we need to know whose we are. Yeah, you are where you're at because your owner, God, planted you there. And if you know that he planted you there, then you know who you belong to. Now, maybe if we can actually live in that reality, maybe now we can trust him in places. Knowing who we are will determine what we do. Psalm 92 from verse 12 reads, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him. So go with me here. So we, we are the fig tree, yeah? And so the Father comes looking for fruit, but we have no fruit. Who's ever had a dry, hard season in life? <laughs> Come on. There are just some seasons. We know we're Christians. We know we're believers. But the fruit coming off our limbs isn't ripe and juicy, yeah? Yeah, I'm just putting it out there. Sometimes the pips in our fruit are bigger than the flesh that's around it. Yeah. So Father comes looking for fruit in those dry, hard places, but he knows there's a caretaker that's going to encourage us to focus, yeah? to focus on him, to allow our roots to go deep. So now the caretaker says, don't focus on how you feel. Don't focus on the fact that you're feeling like you don't fit in. Trust me, yeah? You're mine. I've got you. I've placed you there. Don't focus on the fact that you're feeling like you don't belong, that things are broken, things will never get better. Don't focus on that. Trust me. I've got you there. I've got a caretaker that's fertilising. He's got stuff happening in your life that even though you don't understand it and it's confusing, it'll make sense. Just trust me. Allow your roots to go deeper. See, we need to focus on going deeper, full stop, yeah? where we're at right now. Whether you're happy there or not happy there, our just need to go deeper, deeper in him. We need to focus on sending those roots down. We need to focus on planting ourselves in the middle of what I've written here as the dry, hard, yuck, confused, I don't fit in, don't know where I belong, what am I doing here season? Yeah, how's that for a website? Dot com. Because <laughs> if we can do that, yeah, if we can do that, if we can plant ourselves where we're at and then in his house, we will flourish in his courts and then in his courts, yeah, we will bear fruit. We will bear fruit. And if the fig tree will just stop for a moment, stop trying to produce fruit, it's failed for three years. Stop trying and just allow. It's roots to go deeper. Just refocus on what the caretaker is doing in its life, yeah? Knowing it has been placed there by the owner, by God. Fruit will come right there in that place of confusion, doubt. I don't fit in here. What's happening? It'll discover and fulfill the purpose that the owner has always had for it, won't it? 
It leads me to the question, why is that important? It's because we're a royal priesthood. You and I, every believer, yeah, uh, we, we are a royal priesthood. See, Exodus 19.5 reads, Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be, mine, uh, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. I want to teach you something right here if I can and bring some insight. In the past, in the Old Testament, God set aside a particular people group, yeah, the Levitical tribe, to be his priests. He set aside a Levitical a, a, a people group. Let's, just, let's go with that. Not everyone could be a priest. But if you're asking me, the reality is that when I read this passage of Scripture and another that I won't get into today, God is saying, I just don't want a particular people to be my priesthood. I just don't want a Levitical tribe. What I want is for all the people to be priests. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my tribe. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Yeah? God's actually wanting a kingdom of priests, a kingdom of priests. Yeah? You and I are part of the kingdom of God. He wants a kingdom of priests that would be his treasured possession his prized possession a holy nation and, and the sad part is and, and as I said I won't, go, I won't go, go to it here but to give you a snapshot God calls the children of Israel up the mountain to hear from him yeah but they chicken out he says come and listen to me come he's drawing people unto himself and he goes come up the mountain listen and then they go no 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 not us Moses, you go. Aaron, you go. You go. You go and listen to God and you tell us what he said. It's got to be one of the saddest passages of Scripture, if you ever read it, that I think I can find in the Bible. Because they put the onus back on Moses. That's not what Father God wanted. We have to understand whose we are so we can bear fruit where we are. Yeah, And God wants everyone, every person to bear fruit. He wants everyone, every person to be part of the royal priesthood. He wants everyone, every person to minister to him. Yeah, He wanted everyone, everyone. He wants everyone in a close relationship with him. Not just one or two, not just your spouse, not just your partner, yeah? not just your kids, every single one of us. That's God's desire for us. And you know, his desire for us is that our greatest ministry yeah, would, be, <laughs> would be to him. The owner went to the fig tree looking for what? For fruit. The owner was so upset that he wanted to cut down the fig tree because it had no fruit because he was looking for the fig tree to minister to him. Not because he needs it. But he knows the plan and the purpose for it. Yeah? God wants us to minister to him, to bear fruit for him. In the overflow of that, we are a blessing to everybody. Yeah? The problem is, sometimes we get so caught up trying to bear fruit for everybody that we forget who we were actually created to minister to. 
the King of kings and the Lord of lords. See, Father God's saying that if you obey me, you will be my treasured possession, a, a holy priesthood, because it was never his intention to have one Levitical tribe to worship him and 11 tribes working for him. It was always his intention to have a kingdom of priests, to have us sprinkled everywhere in all walks of life, different workplaces, yeah, different schools, Different locations, different relationships. Go with me here. Different fig trees in different vineyards. Yeah? Vineyards that he knows that he's planted you in. I love that. I don't like where I am. He knows where you are. He planted you there. It's a caretaker that will ensure that in amongst all of the poo of life, you're going to flourish there. Yeah? God's heart and intention is for all of us to have a close relationship with him. His desire is so strong that he sent Jesus, didn't he? You know, I love what Peter says in 1 Peter 2.9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Didn't we look at that last week or the week week before, Mike, I should say? That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into this wonderful light. We are a royal priesthood. The fig tree just got lost. It actually got lost and confused and forgot who he belonged to. It was lost in a place that it felt like it didn't fit in. So for three years, the fig tree worked really hard to produce fruit. But the fig tree was solely focused on producing fruit. The caretaker knew that that was going on and he knew all it needed to do was to produce, to focus on its roots, to go down deeper. Let me give you some fertiliser. Let me dig around you. Let me make this possible for you, yeah? You know, we at times, I think, are like the fig tree. It's not about the fruit we produce. It's always about focusing on him. As a church here at Mount Clear, we have some moments of worship that I know some people go, why are we singing those words again? I've had people leave because we sing songs too long. They've forgotten. They have, you hear me? They have forgotten that they were created and planted to minister to him first. Yeah? It was never about them. It was about ministering to God. People have forgotten. But when we minister to him first, then we produce fruit. And when we produce fruit, then we have fruit that others can eat of. Yeah? It was never about just one person. It was always about a kingdom of people, a royal priesthood. You know... The priests in those days had five, five main responsibilities. But I just want to look at the first one. Yeah? And the first one was to minister to God. You know, they had to carry his presence. They had to steward meeting places. They had to do all, a couple of things. But the first thing that they had to do, the royal priesthood, was to minister to God. You and I, we cannot minister to God unless when we're in those places of I don't fit in, I don't belong, Unless we can actually properly reconcile that he has planted us there. He's got us. He knows us. He's got a caretaker that's digging around us. The stuff in our life, he uses all things together for good, for those that love and trust him, yeah? That all those things are going to benefit us that in the end will allow us to minister to him and fulfill the plan and the purpose that he has for us as his children, amen? You know, I'll just get everyone to stand for a minute.
So I just want us to live in a place of peace and trust. First we minister to God, then we can bear fruit. For the fig tree to bear fruit, it needed to allow its roots to go down deeper. Yeah? And I'm assuming because there's no other follow-up parable or story in the Bible that the fig tree produced fruit. Yeah? Because the caretaker knew what he was doing. The only way the fig tree can bear fruit is the only way that you and I can bear fruit. You know, the fruit is for the owner of the fig tree. That's who the fruit's for. Your fruit is for the owner of the fig tree. Your fruit is for him. That's why he comes looking. Just as a side note, that's what was happening when he was going to meet with Adam in the cool of the day. Yeah. Adam gave his fruit to somebody else. See, after Papa gets his fruit, then we can bless others. Then the fruit's for others once we minister to him. But we can't bear fruit, we can't bless others until we learn to focus on him, to be with him, to let our roots go down deeper, to settle in our hearts that even when I don't feel like I fit in, I do. He's planted me here. Even when I feel like I don't belong, I do. I belong to his family. You know, so many Christians around the world today are tired. There's no fire left in their belly because they've been so busy doing, trying to produce fruit because that's what we want to do. We read Galatians and other, other parts of the Bible and we think we've got to be like this. No, all you have to be is a fig tree with your roots planted deep, deeply focusing on him. And if our roots are deep enough, we'll produce the fruit with no work at all. Yeah? My mum has a lemon tree in the backyard that I would have thought should have died years ago because it, it is neglected. No one looks after it. But it has learnt to put its roots down deep. I don't, it doesn't matter what time of year we go to that, that lemon tree. This lemon tree always has lemons. Always has lemons. I don't know, I don't know how it does it. Always has lemons. Mel comes home with bags of lemons all the time. I think she should get bags of lemons, sell them out the front to the mums and dads picking up their kids. We could make some money for coffee. Our first priority as a royal priesthood is to minister to God. Chris Vallonen puts it this way, that we should be ministering to an audience of one. Our life should revolve around him, ministering to God, producing fruit for him. And when we do that to the audience of one, it naturally overflows to everybody else amen because if you show me a fig tree that's bearing fruit i'll show you a fig tree whose roots are really deep yeah you show me a christian bearing fruit you show me a ray and vicky you're stepping across the 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 chicken line and i'll show you a christian whose roots have gone down deep deep roots even in places that they don't feel like they fit in deep roots even at times where you don't feel like you belong because we're a royal priesthood called to minister to Father God. The fruit comes even through and during and after those hard, dry seasons because of the work that the caretaker's done in our hearts. So can I just say, ask everyone to close their eyes just for a moment? We can be a people that bears fruit in season and out of season if we understand that Father has planted you where you're at, 
We can be a people that has fruit on our limbs to minister to the God we love and that has fruit for those around us to point people back to him. Even if we're in the middle of a vineyard, even if we have seasons where we don't belong, even if you're in your home having a cup of tea sometimes wondering, why do things, why aren't they marrying up for me right now? God knows you're there. He's got a caretaker that will work with you there. He's got a caretaker that will, as the name suggests, will care for you there. And from there, now we can minister to others. Now the fig tree will bear fruit. And no matter where we find ourselves, we will be exactly like that, yeah? Now, if you're here today and you know you've had moments of just asking, Father God, why am I here? This doesn't make sense. I don't understand the workplace. I don't understand my family. I don't understand church. I don't understand school. I'm asking you to be totally courageous just for a moment. If that's you, if no one else, and please hear me, I'm asking you to close your eyes so that others will have the safety of being able to, to, I guess, present themselves before the Lord. If you've ever felt like that, truly deep in your heart, and you know that sometimes it's just unnerving, that sense. I just want you to raise your hand, just up and down. Just, it's your acknowledgement to God saying, yeah, God, I feel like that sometimes. But if you know that you've felt like that and you don't want to feel like that anymore and you want a trust that goes beyond our understanding, a peace that goes beyond our understanding, if you want to be able to live in the reality that he is your father and that he's planted you there, I want to pray for you. There's a quote from Graham Cook that he put on social media only this morning, yeah, that fits perfectly for you and I today. And I'm just going to quickly get it for you. Because it was here and it's disappeared because that's how the enemy works. <laughs> Graham Cook says this, you have to lose your ability to panic if you're going to walk with God. You have to lose your ability to worry and be anxious if you're going to walk with God. If you and I want to be a fig tree that bears fruit, when we know that we're in the middle of a vineyard, we, know, we need to know whose we are and why we're there and that he's got us at all times. Amen? So let's pray. And in fact, let's pray this for everyone. I'm going to suggest for all of us that we all want to step into this. And if you don't, um, pray it anyway. <laughs> so repeat after me. Father God, help us to be a fig tree planted in a vineyard. Give us courage. Give us strength. Give us wisdom when we feel like we don't belong. Help us to focus on you, not what's around us, not, not what's happening in our families, <laughs> not what's happening with our children, not, not what's happening outside of ourselves, but help us to solely focus on you. Lord, may we be fig trees that bear fruit in season and out of season because you are our Father and we belong to you.
we ministered to you and you planted us here. In Jesus' name. Amen? So whatever you're going through, smile and be happy. There's a song that says, don't worry, be happy. But some of the stuff that you're going through, the caretaker has allowed to fertilise you so that we can bear the fruit we need to bear. Amen? Let's have a good Sunday in Jesus' name.